0: morning, everybody. Super excited that we get to gather together today. As Eric mentioned, make sure you get your communion and your lyric sheets. Uh, This first song we're going to sing is a new song, and I'd love it as you feel comfortable if you'd sing it along with me. We won't fear the battle, we won't fear the night We will walk the valley with you by our side You before us, you will lead the way We have found our refuge, only you can say Sing with joy now, our God is for us The Father's love is a strong and mighty fortress Raise your voice now, no love is greater Who can stand against us if our God is for us? Even when I stumble, even when I fall Even when I turn back still your love is sure you will not abandon you will not forsake you will cheer me on with your never-ending grace. sing for joy sing with joy now our god is for us the father's love is a strong and mighty fortress raise your voice now no love is greater can stand against us if our God is forever. Neither height nor depth can separate us. Hell and death will not defeat us. He who gave His Son to free us holds me in His love. Neither height nor depth can separate us. Hell and death will not defeat us. He who gave His Son to free us, holds me us, The Father's love is a strong and mighty fortress. Raise your voice now. No love is greater. Who can stand against us if our God is for us? Sing with joy now. Our God is for us. The Father's love is a strong and mighty fortress. Raise your voice now. No love is greater. Sin against us if our God is for us.
1: Praise the Lord. Welcome everybody. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a long two and a half months, has it not? Alright, but we have a time to come in and celebrate together. Uh, celebrate the regathering of the body of Christ. Uh, <laughs> We also have a time to, to celebrate a, a visible answered prayer. We've done it over uh, for Jordan and his family. We're excited to have them with us. Uh, first time we've had to be able to have him here in person. It's all been on online the past two the past few months. But with all that said, I think, I, I think we all know that we kind of come in with, with heavy hearts, uh, with what's going on in our world, um, with racism and injustice, uh, and so we come in celebrating with mixed feelings of emotion, of we're excited to regather, but we also know that uh, we're a time of grieving and mourning and anger and all sorts of emotions that we come filled with. And so I, I personally have, have wrestled with this uh, over the past week as things have been unfolding case after case, uh, injustice after injustice that we see And one of the things that I, just this morning, as I was kind of praying, coming in, processing all that's been going on, even even last night in our own city, like we're called to weep with those who weep and we're called to mourn with those who mourn. And so as we think about all that's going on, there's emotions all over the board. But the gospel calls us in 2 Corinthians 5, Jesus, the, the scriptures call us that as Christians, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. No, no matter where we are in any part of life, as the body of Christ, as Christians, God calls us to seek reconciliation and to seek reconciliation through the life-giving message that we have of the gospel. One of the things that we know is that the gospel crosses uh, all barriers. Uh, the, the gospel crosses uh, race, ethnicity. And so as, as followers of Christ, we want to be a church that seeks racial reconciliation, right? That it that fights uh, that fights for for injustice, and I mean, I, I remember two and a half two years ago, and I was writing down prayers for our church. One of the things that I wrote down for as a prayer that I was looking at it again this morning, I was reminded of it. I was praying that we, our church would see uh, the racist become rec- racially reconciled, and so. One of the things I want to do as a church is is to to take about two or three minutes and just pray in, in, our, in our groups, wherever you are, uh, small groups, whoever you came in here with. I want to take, I, I, that, I, I don't know what else to do as a church other than to pray. There's so many things we can do. But the first response for us as a church must be to pray and seek the Father's face, to seek the help that God has. Because there's so many uh, there's, there's so many emotions with anger and, and frustration and we want to weep and mourn. Uh, and we, we can do this as we cry out to God. And so as a church, I want us to take two or three minutes and take some time praying. And I'm, I'm going to pray. And when I, after I pray, uh, Jordan's going to continue playing uh, for a couple minutes and then he's going to come up and we're going to sing the next song. So after I pray, you guys can, you can begin praying. Father, as the body of Christ, uh, we we come in uh, celebrating, regathering, while also coming in with heavy hearts, knowing that God, you, you love all people, that you, you desire uh, reconciliation, that you have called us to be ministers of reconciliation, and we pray that you would give us wisdom and guidance as we work through that as a church, so that we, we, we seek to see reconciliation across our city, across our country. And that we would just be a small part uh, in in the process. So Father, we, we love you and we need your help. We ask this all in Jesus' name.
0: on But I boast in Jesus Christ His death and resurrection Oh, I should I gain from His reward I cannot give an answer But this I know with all my heart My ransom. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds feed my ransom. This I know. But this I know with all my heart, is wounds that plead my ransom.
2: Jesus died for you, and he died for me, and we needed him to die for our sin. So let's remember his death from Mark 15:33 through 39. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, "Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani," which means, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, "Behold, he is calling Elijah." And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come down to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God.
0: Man of sorrows, lamb of God By his own betray The sin of man and wrath of God Has been on Jesus' name Side. As he stood accused Beaten mocked and scorn Bowing to the Father's will He took the crown of thorns Oh, that rugged cross, my salvation Lord, out over me! Now my soul cries out, I lay. Loose. ZA-U! I-
3: We, um, we come to a time now, um, just something that's really a deeply meaningful ordinance in the church, the Lord's Supper. Um, we, we do this to, to honor our Lord Jesus Christ and to remember what, what he did for us on, on the cross. And this is something for the church. Um, it's, it's, it's for those who have, who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ and so with that said, if, if you're with us today and, and you're not a Christian, I would just, at this point, I would just respectfully ask that you not uh, partake in the, in the Lord's Supper. But, but if you are a Christian, I, I encourage you to, to take seriously what we're about to do. Um, I would encourage you to, as we, as we come in this time, to, to not have any, any anger or harbored ill feelings toward Anyone else um, it's it's a time where you know we should we should all enter this time with just a spirit of humbleness and and humility um, just in remembering what Jesus did for us um, that night we should we should recognize that this was a time of of great anguish for jesus and and his closest disciples as as they were sharing that last supper, the, the night that, that he was arrested and, and mocked and brutalized and tortured and sent to the cross. So if we, if we could, in that spirit, just uh, take about a minute and just individually reflect and, and pray on your own, and then uh, after after about a minute, i'll I'll come back and we'll I'll close us out in prayer. So let's pray. Lord God, we just come to you just in humbleness, Lord, for for who you are. Lord, you are holy and mighty. Lord, you are so good. We thank you, God, for, for what you have done for us. Lord, we thank you, God, that while we had no way, Lord, to save ourselves from our sin, to make us right before you, Lord, you came. You took the, the punishment for, for our sin. And Lord, you, you laid that on yourself at the cross. And we just thank you, God, that you did that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On the night that, that Jesus was betrayed, he sat with his, his disciples at, at the Passover meal. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After they had eaten the bread, Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Church, we we partake in the Lord's Supper to remember all that that Jesus did for us as he he went to the cross on our behalf and he died in our our place. But but church, we know that this is not the end of the story. 1 Corinthians 11, 26 says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord Supper reminds us that not only that Jesus died for us, but that he is going to return one day for his church. And so church, I would just, I would just tell you, let's live in great anticipation of that day when Jesus comes.
0: See the stone is rolled away. See the stone is rolled away. Oh ho
4: So far this morning, we've had time to think about the crucifixion of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and we've had the opportunity to take communion. Uh, now let's uh, turn our eyes to the resurrection and celebrate. In Mark 16, it says, When the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Let's continue to worship.
0: How great the chasm Lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven, spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness found this way. It sealed the promise your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. came the morning. The promise your very body began to breathe out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no cause. has lost its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope jesus christ my living There's a reason why the curse of sin is broken There's a reason why the darkness runs from light There's a reason why we stand here now forgiven Jesus is alive There's a reason why we are not overtaken There's a reason why we sing on through the night There's a reason why our hope remains eternal Jesus is alive Praise the King Praise the King He is risen Praise the King He's alive death's defeated Hallelujah, he's alive Hallelujah, he's alive There's a reason why our hearts can be courageous There's a reason why the dead are made Jesus resurrection, Jesus is alive, oh, he's alive, praise the king.
1: We we're so thankful. We're so thankful that you uh, you came to save sinners. We're so thankful that you're alive, that you're living, you're active, Father. We're we're thankful that you you did not stay in the grave, but Father, as as people who come in uh, with a mixture of celebration and a picture and a mixture of with also heavy hearts, Father, we know that you are living and active. Father, we have a great hope. We have uh, Jesus, our great high priest, who is working on our behalf, who is paving the way for us, and that is what we can trust in. So we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. I'm going to talk for about 10 or 12 minutes. I know we've got little kids. Um, it, it'll be good. I'm going to share just a, just a little bit of a path forward. For our church, just in light of coronavirus and all this kind of going on, um, something, something I want to give you some insight on is that these, uh, these past few weeks, for me, have been really hard. Um, shutting down the, our in-person gathering uh, was difficult. You know, it was grueling and burdensome, which I think many of us can attest to, right? I mean, it, it put us uh, in isolation um, you know, there was all sorts of struggles that come with, with quarantine that I think many of us can attest to. But, but planning our regathering has, been, has proved much more challenging to me. It, you, know, you know, don't get me wrong, every, moving everything online, like I said, it was tough. I mean, we had, to, we had to become a production company overnight. All of a sudden, I became a televangelist. That was kind of, that was never my wildest dreams. You know, so that's kind of where uh, we were. And you know, our tech team they have served you guys so well. If it were just me, i would have some iPhone, uh, and, and, and Addie, Addie would be, yeah, absolutely, give him a round of applause, and Addie would probably be filming me with my iPhone. So uh, we are very thankful for the, for their, I mean, hours, hours of work every week that these guys put in just to serve our church, and so I'm so thankful for them. Um, you know, but as we know, it's it's been, all this has been far less than ideal. It kind of felt like everything came to a screeching halt. But you know, I I knew it wasn't temporary. Uh, Nobody had any really expectations. We just kind of were adjusting. Uh, It was new for everybody. But coming back has been much more difficult for me and over the past few weeks. And I haven't really been able to put my finger on it. It's been, you know, yes, there's, there's safety guidelines we need to work through, and we're going to try to maintain. We're going to try to maintain social distancing. and We've got systems we're putting in place to help facilitate that, and that's all fine and good. I'm not a CDC expert. All of a sudden, I've uh, tried to become one. You know, I was a pastor that struggled in biology growing up. Um, you know, and, and here we are. But you know, I've I've certainly tried to learn as much as possible, and we've been leaning on people that are much smarter than us. Uh, you know, we're in a network of churches. We're trying to all figure this out together. And let me just say, just because of the, the, the size the, the, the size of our church, we've got it much, much easier than churches that are 10 or even 200 times our size. I mean, we've, we've got it much easier. Just moving into, for, for us, moving into two small services, you know, spread out uh, inside 10 to 12 feet apart between rows, uh, it's a pretty simple fix. You know, that's pretty simple for us. You know, uh, and, 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 and trying to put, uh, just because of the systems we have in place, I, I think that we can make... Uh, I personally think we can make our services that we have inside, I think we can make it much safer than going to, like, publics, you know, just because of the systems we have in place. I, I think we can do that. You know, I, I know there are a lot of opinions all over the board on this, uh, how things should be done. In a time like this, there's about as many of opinions as there are people, uh, and I get it. It's new for everybody. There's people all over the board on this, and that's that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Um, and the systems and the processes you know, honestly, I, I'm, I'm just not excited about them. But from an organizational standpoint, I, I know that they're necessary. We need to follow them uh, to maintain safe, to keep safety. And, and I'm confident that our church will, will love each other well during this time. I'm confident that our church will find our unity under the, the, under the banner of the gospel, not under systems and guidelines. And yes, uh, this has been hard for me trying to process through all of our safety guidelines. Um, but in some ways, you know, it kind of is what it is. But what's, what's really been hard for me, though, um, is, is realizing that the path forward for us over the next several months, it's just going to be different. It is. It, it's going to be different. And I found myself knowing this, just getting grumpy about this. Like, just, it's been affecting me uh, as a dad, as a husband, wanting to regather, wanting to do ministry, wanting to be, uh, do church the way we did it three months ago and i felt i felt this weight of wanting to run as a church but <laughs> wanting to reach people with the gospel but feeling like we've got some sort of handcuffs you know it's we've got we've got the greatest truth in the world and we want to get it out to people but it's felt like i've i've it's felt like a like we've got shackles on you know like it, it, that's what it has felt like to me and i've been so burdened by this And then, as the Lord always does in his kindness, uh, this week I opened up the book of Exodus, a book we've had planned for this summer, uh, for months now before the coronavirus. And I I read chapter one for next, this is for next week, I'm going to preach chapter one. And it's rather timely, I would think. Listen listen to this. this, these are the hot topics that come up in chapter one. Oppression, injustice, Racism, sexism, abortion, and a corrupt use of power. <laughs> those, those are hot topics for, for next week. Things we need to wrestle with as a church, uh, looking at the reality of our day, uh, d- with the, the overwhelming injustice that we continually see over and over again. You know, I, di- I didn't plan this. The, the Lord did this, so, so it's to- so timely for us as a church. That's next week. But I started thinking, as I kept, as I kept reading through the book of Exodus uh, remembering our teaching from last week on the Passover and the Lord's Supper, you know, that we just took here all together. And the things that we went through in Exodus, uh, that, that, we, that, that, went ha- that happened in Exodus, you know, they were celebrated for, for thousands of years. You know, they saw the mighty hand of God work. They saw God work in miraculous ways. And then they got to the promised land. And eventually, and ultimately, uh, thousands of years later, they got to the cross of Jesus. And so get this, get this. The path to the promised land and freedom, and seeing the mighty hand of God, was oppression, racism, corrupt power, slavery, impossible work expectations, and 10 terrible, awful plagues. And then after that, God moved miraculously. God God moved, showing power and wonder. And then he parted the Red Sea. He led them out of slavery. And then after they were led into great praise and worship, they then found themselves uh, in 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness. And the entire time in the wilderness, they were in the wilderness. They were looking back and they were grumbling. They They were wanting to go back to where they were. And this is when it hit me. This is when it hit me, why I've been so frustrated. Because I wanted to go back to the good old days. I wanted to go back uh, to where we were three months ago. I didn't like the path forward. And then God, uh, again, reminded me so graciously that God's people had to go through slavery and racism, oppression, and ten terrible plagues to see the mighty hand of God part the Red Sea. And they also had to go through 40 years in the wilderness, which eventually resulted in seeing a miraculous work of God on Mount Sinai. And as we know, Jesus had to go through the crucifixion to get to the resurrection. So that when, right, so that when we trust in Jesus, when we put our faith in Jesus, and only when we put our faith in Jesus, our sins are paid in full. So New City Church, when we're we're thinking about the days ahead, may we not look back, may we not have a spirit of grumbling about our current situation, uh, but when we look ahead, Knowing, knowing that it may not look the same, but may we continuously believe that God, God is still jealous. God is still jealous to display his mighty works. Even when his, his hand, even when our hands as people feel like they're handcuffs. Brothers and sisters, may we, may we eagerly await to see God's hand work in power. You know, I don't, I don't know what God's gonna do. I, I have no idea, but I'm, I'm eager and I'm anticipating, believe it, he wants to display his mighty work. You know, something that I know to be true is that we see it over and over and over again. And it's that in the darkest days, that's when, often, that's when Jesus often shines the brightest. In, in our darkest days, in the darkest hour, Jesus comes in and often shines the brightest. God, God loves to do works of redemption, but in, but sometimes begins with oppression and racism and slavery and plagues and a time in the wilderness. You know, Jesus' resurrection, uh, showing that Jesus is alive, living and active, you know, it was, it was followed by a grueling death. And, and church, something that we can know that is true is that redemption often follows oppression. Redemption often follows oppression. So what, my question for us is what, What's God going to do? All right, what will be, uh, the, what, what mighty works will God display ahead of us? Now, I want to encourage us as a church to be alert, to be attentive, to be eager with, with expectation. And so for us as a, as a church, uh, for us New City, like what, what will the days ahead look like? What does the path forward look like? Well, we pray, uh, some may fast, and we seek the face of a God that doesn't change. We continually to pray, right? We continually seek the face of God. And let me, let me remind you that the vision of our church, it has not changed. We still, we still exist as a church to see Jesus change lives and to reach the world. So the question I've been wrestling with over the past few months is, is how do we, how do we do this in a global health crisis, right? As we've been praying and seeking wisdom, the thing that seems to make the most sense in all of this uh, for us as a church, for where we are as a church, uh, and it's kind of what the Lord just kind of hit me over the head with this week or in the past few weeks, is, is honestly just keeping our philosophy the same as when we started, by keeping our circle small, so to speak, by, by investing in three to five people in a, in a safe and meaningful way. Yes, Jesus, Jesus tried to reach the masses, but he intentionally invested in a few. That, that's been our model from the beginning. We've also uh, done larger gatherings trying to reach the masses. But obviously, as we know, that's, that's not in the card for, cards for us right now. When we, when we, do, uh, when we do our gatherings, we're going to be very systematic and very cautious, uh, with strict guidelines so we can be in more intentionally to invest in a few. And so over the, over the next few months, church-wide, in our, Sunday, in our Sunday gatherings, uh, you know, we're going to sit people in small groups inside, uh, 10 to 12 feet apart, as I said, front to back, and then six feet apart, side to side. In our groups, you know, in our groups, when we meet outside, we're going to make them, keep them intentionally small. We're going to primarily meeting in our D groups, our small, uh, smaller than, you know, keeping things under five people in our D groups. If, for, for those that, that feel comfortable or safe with that, also using technology and things like Zoom, uh, having our services online available. And as we try to reach our neighbors and the lost around us, uh, doing it intentionally in very small groups, keeping, again, keeping our circles very small. You know, every, everything we do for a long while as a church is going to be keeping things small. it be done in small, small, small circles to love our neighbor, to love our community well. And, and whenever we open our kids space back up, you know, whenever we do, whenever we do that, the, the date's still pending. We've kind of got July 14th as a possible date, but it's not guaranteed. We don't know. We're, we're kind of taking that slow. We want to be as safe as possible with that because, as you guys know, social distancing for kids, is just it, it's hard, you know. Um, but whenever that is, they, we, uh, we're also going to have the same philosophy for our kids' ministry, keeping things intentionally st- small. We're going to do it more family-based, then age-based, so families will stay together, uh, keeping the classrooms really, really small uh, to to li- to kind of keep the, to keep the circles small. Hopefully, the the in an ideal world we will try to have the same volunteers uh, every week, uh, each week with the same kids again to limit the spreading. But all that, all this to say, all these things that we as as we look forward, all this to say, our mission as a church it continues, it, it, it never stopped. It's just going to be carried out differently. But it's the same mission. So so let's be careful as a church not to long for the days behind us, but may we be eager to see the works of God ahead of us with anticipation. I I really, I've said this from the beginning, I really believe that God is up to something. I I do. (laughs) I'm eager to see how God uses our church to, to play a part, to play a small part in what he's doing. With all that we see, with all the turmoil in an upside-down world where we're in right now, and what a joy it is that we have—we we can be a part of it, to be ministers of reconciliation in our city, in our community. You know, the things that have gone on just this past week. You know, it's, we want to be systematically having conversations and dealing with this. It doesn't just stop when the news stops. It, we continue to have conversation after conversation to, make, to be ministers of reconciliation, to listen well. Like we wanna, we wanna love our community well, right? And so as we're doing all of this, trying to love our community well in light of everything that's going on, you know, I pray that we would be a, a people that pray and walk in, walk in obedience and eagerly await to see God move. And so New City Church, you know, I, I've, I've absolutely loved worshiping with each of you today, just being out here together, It's been good for my soul, but I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then Jordan's going to play one more song, Um, and and Patrick is going to come up with some instructions on on how we're going to be dismissed. So let me go ahead and pray. Father, we're so thankful uh, that you, you're working, you're living, you're active, uh, that you are over uh, coronavirus, you're over uh, injustice. Father, we pray that in the days ahead, we will be eager and to anticipate with, with excitement that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus, that we can be ministers of reconciliation to a world uh, that desperately needs, needs Jesus. And so, Father, we, uh, we ask that you would use us. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Rumors of the Son of Man. Stories of a Savior Holiness with human hands Treasure for the traitor No ears heard, no eyes seen The image of the Father Unto heaven With me, rescue like no other. Yes, you. sound
4: church. Uh, we are so just grateful to, uh, again, just be back worshiping together. Um, before we close out our service today, I actually have uh, just a couple announcements, a couple instructions for us. Um, so as Eric mentioned, we are, we're doing everything we can just to, uh, just be wise as we come back and we gather together. Um, and so, uh, next week we, as, as he mentioned, we're going to be moving to two inside services, uh, going to be at 9am and 11am. um, and so we would love to, to, to have you join us next week at either of those services. Uh, if you're part of New City Church and, and you volunteer with us, just be looking for some communication this week uh, about serving at those services. Uh, additionally, we're going to be doing a send out a little bit different uh, than we've done in the past, just with the nature of this and, and trying to keep with some of those uh, guidelines. Obviously, I know many of us were excited to kind of get in here and uh, and worship together, and we were excited to see one another. Um, as we mentioned, one of the things that if you're a part of New City Church, you got an email. Uh, some of the some of the things that we've tried to do is just say, hey, when we're inside the gate. Uh, once we get here, we're going to try to practice social distancing as best we can, except for those we're sitting with or people in our family, in our household, so things of that nature. Um, but once you get outside of the gate, obviously that's using your own discretion, um, but, but when we're inside the gate trying to practice that. And so uh, with that being said, we want to try to You know, stagger, you know, release in terms of uh, being able to uh, return cheers and things of that nature. So, uh, we're actually going to release you by section. Uh, So, we're just going to do two big sections. We're going to do the left section and the right section, my left and my right. Um, And so, with that being said, left section, New City Church, you are sent out.